The Red Room Theater, episode 22. Bill Paxton Tribute. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that help raise us up. How that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. This week we're going against type. This week we're breaking our usual uh, mode of recording. Usually we, re- we, we talk about a movie. One movie. Break it down and how that movie had a lesson that raised us wrong and raised us right. Talk about favorite uh, favorite movies or uh, favorite was, like normally, we just do uh, uh, a greatness test. A movie with our favorite uh, actors from that movie. Scenes. Yeah, not, we're we're gonna do one guy with our favorite movies by him. We're doing a tribute to Bill Paxton, who died way too young. Bill Paxton died, and literally, he had a surgery after the surgery. I'm wrong, and he he died in post op, and. I don't know about you, Tony. I what was, was the surgery for? I don't think it was. I think it was a, he had a heart condition. It was a familial heart condition. That's crazy. Dude. Because he still looked good. He still looked was, great, I mean, he was, man. Bill Paxton. The reason he's so awesome because he was never really that leading man. He was just no. always a really cool dude. Except for, I mean, his only like leading role was Twister, wasn't it? Twister and Twister. That's right. That's all you got. Dude. Twister and um, that's, that's all I can think of, dude. Yeah, as far as a, a main character. Now... In this, if you've listened to the Red Rum Theater for the last 20 episodes, you've heard us talk about Bill Paxton. We talk about Bill Paxton a lot. We quote him all the time. We've already done like at least two movies that he was featured tremendously a big in. Big time, yeah, yeah, like Aliens, Aliens and was, Tombstone. Yeah. Both Paxton films. Today we're talking about the career of the recently departed Bill Paxton. So we're going to walk through his career, mostly 80, 90 stuff. And, um, but it was his career, how we loved him growing up, how his lines, his characters really resonated with he us. He always stuck out to us. Like I was, don't know why. We loved him. Oh, dude. He, he, he's not like a stud. He's, he's not, like not super smart. He's just like a, he's a great actor. He's a chameleon. I mean, dude, on, when he's on Terminator, he's got a tired treadmark as a tattoo on his face and blue hair. <laughs> like he's just a random punker. You know, the thing about you, me, and you, though, we, we really do love good actors who come and make projects better. We love Stanley Tucci. We love guys oh. like that who kind of come. Um, what's Ron Howard's brother's name? That goofy mug. Clint Howard. Who's Clint Howard? That goofy mug with the bald head. He's on, uh, he's, dude, he's on the water boy. Uh, That's Ron Howard. Uh, I said Joe Montaigne. <laughs> That's Ron Howard's Yes, book. Clint That's Howard. Not yes, Ron it Howard's is, brother. dude. He's so funny, dude. But we love those supporters. Yeah. There's certain guys. Half the time, you won't know the name, but you nope. know in the face. They put guys Tucci's in the movies. Tucci's a good one, dude. And these guys make the movies better. Big time. Paxton was one of those guys. If he was in a movie, I'm like, oh, I'll give this a who, look. Who would have played a better Chet than Bill Paxton? We're starting with our earliest Paxton role. Now, Terminator had Paxton, but it was, it was such a small role. 
We're going to our first movie we saw him The in. first time we were like, this dude is hilarious. And it's the 80s classic weird science. For God's sakes, would you cover yourself? <laughs> His haircut is so terrible. Oh, typical D-bag. Dude, that's all real short. That, High and tight. Dude, like that's just what it is. Marines. Dude. With his hunting rifles. Weird Science is a movie about two losers. And man, don't, being, okay. don't say we can relate to this one, dude. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I was always glad I wasn't that kiss guy. Like, I thought I was a loser, but it was never as bad as what's for these two guys. Hey, I'm just going to throw this out there right now. Um, this is a very special episode. Ernesto has been sick as a dog, sticking it out so we can get you guys this before the end of the month. Um, it's you can already tell already. Dude, my voice is you're gonna be smoked, done by dude. the end of this month. It's over. I'm gonna go home and just drink some lemon tea, baby. Dang but dude, man. the opening scene is they get pantsed, right? I can't even handle it. <laughs> Yo, check us out. <laughs> it's Robert Downey, dude. Yeah, dude. They fucking just standing in their whitey tighties and all them girls gymnastics are staring at them and they're like. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they've been down so... Dude, I've lost my shorts. You're going down there so Are fast, you dude. Me, dude? Um, but, so, these two friends, they're dorks, and they decide to make a girl. And they, they do, like, this big computer model Barbie doll and make a girl. And uh, Bill Paxton plays the older brother of one of the nerds. And he is... One of the most jerkiest older brothers He's ever. Such a jerk d bag. I love the music whenever he shows up. There's that, that like military yeah. drums, dude. He's got his Bronco. Like he's such a tool, dude. <laughs> so funny though. He's so funny, dude. Nice panties. <laughs> he stops too. <laughs> he just spinning this. <laughs> he's drinking that coffee. <laughs> But uh, Paxton's role at the very. What's funny is I think the reason it stood up to us so much is they they turn Paxton. The girl has got like magic powers. I mean, this and movie is is eighties. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, believe it or not, it's a John Hughes movie. It's so funny, dude. It's, and like she, because he's so mean to the to the boys. She always bribing she, him for money. Yeah, always stealing his college fund. It's stuff. crazy what he does um, to him. She turns him into a piece of uh, into a turd. She turns him into a, a piece, piece of crap. Piece of crap. <laughs> and he's like trying to talk to his brother, apologize. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so it's crazy. Since we first meet him, we love him, but we really started noticing him in the next film, Aliens, where he played Hudson. And this talk about lines for days, dude, dude. This guy, like in um, radio shows you hear on normal radio, they'll drop his lines just normally, like you know, they drop stuff. I mean, Hudson plays the what did you call it? The overconfident marine. Yes, he acts big it, once, game. Once crap hits the fan, you you see he's not the man. No, he's never really faced adversity. No. And so adversity hits, he panics and retreats and you see a grown man become kind of a um, a coward. Yeah. And he does it so well. Like that whiny, um, scared man, it captured a lot of our, like, 
Dude, I heard uh, Bill Burr say one day, Bill Burr's a comedian I really like, even though he's got a mouth like a sailor. He's so funny, dude. But Bill Burr was saying he was on a plane once and he had massive turbulence. Like, it was real bad. They dropped a bunch of feet going nuts. And he said, here's a man just scream in the back like a woman. Like, that, that, that shriek. He looks back and he says, dude, that to that guy, he says, and listen, we're men. We can't scream like this, dude. Like that's a, that's a, what's the scream a child makes. He's like, I feel it too. You take it. You gotta put it deep down inside you and pretend you know what you're doing. And I'm like, that's dang straight. What's that? What's that movie where um, the uh, it's, it's we've talked about it before. The band and the guy from Rolling Stones goes with them and writes almost famous. And the plane is gonna crash and the drummer's like, I'm gay. <laughs> And then he thinks they're all gonna die, dude. And then they get, they, they get, and they level out. And they're fine. He's like, oh crap. <laughs> Burr's right, right on though, man. E- even if you feel it, I mean, what if, he, what if he's with his family or something? And they're like, this mug, dude. Yeah, you don't marry that guy. No. Someone breaks in your house and that guy's screaming, dude. But here's yeah. the thing: Hudson and Aliens. That's the voice in you when you're scared. That's how yeah, it feels. You say it out loud, no, you dude. don't let it out. You don't let it out. People do nowadays. I know. Dude. You gotta. But what is? When I think their heads kicked in. The, the they're ready off the the, the stinking planet. The, the the drop ship crashes, and he's losing it. Game over, man. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> dude, he's, and the little the best is the little girl is like dude, together like a mug. It's some real pretty ass here, man. <laughs> he's so. He's so whack, dude. Even Sigourney Weaver's like, get a hold of yourself. Dude, he's gone. And then uh, he's like, I don't want to rain on your parade. We're not going to last five minutes. <laughs> dude, he just. What does uh, she say about the little girl? She's been here how long? He's like, this little girl had uh, no training and no weapon. She survived, she survived twice that long. Oh, would you put her in charge? <laughs> Such a punk! I, thank God he ends up becoming a G, though. Like he <coughs> he digs deep and gets it, but man, he he's does. That, he's that guy that you're like when when like um, I'm not gonna say his name because he probably listens to the podcast. But I got a buddy. I remember we were driving home from Detroit. I had the Monte Carlo. Oh, I out. love that car. And my buddy Jake is with us. He's in the back seat, but my other buddy's in the front seat. And uh, me and we didn't take the freeway. I, I don't know if we took Woodward or Gratiot. What are you guys doing, dude? We're just driving. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, I was probably 18, 19. And uh, we're cruising. And this dude, and I got this awesome Monte Carlo. And this dude starts changing lanes right into me. And I start laying on my horn. And he just looks at me and just keeps coming. So I roll the window down. And I'm screaming at him, swearing oh at God. him. You're 18 years old and in he's Detroit. Like, he's like this ghetto hey, mug. Listen. Is it a white guy or a black guy? Dude, it's the whitest dude ever. Okay. And he just start and he like crawls from the seat into like the part where your feet go. And he's yelling at me to, to, to stop. And I go, and I'm screaming at this guy, I'm swearing at him and stuff. So finally, like, you know, we know we end up, up veering off or whatever. And I look at John, I look at ooh, I don't want to say his name. I look at my boy and I go, what's wrong with you? He looks at me and he goes, dude. In my mind, that was Snoop Dogg, man. <laughs> I'm just like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> like terrified, dude. I'm like, dude, dude you got to get my back even if you don't. <laughs> but Hudson, that's the voice you hear when you just want to freak out and just and be. You, 
what do we do now, man? Oh. You just want to you just cry and be scared on the way. That's the voice there in the back of your head that you got to restrain and put down. Man. Because you got to be a freaking adult and a grown-up. and you gotta you gotta, Well, at the end of the day, what does is, what is stinking uh, Kevin Costner say? You're a man, aren't you? Oh. You're oh. a man, aren't you? Oh, dude, good line. Jeez. So Paxton plays Hudson. We're just farmers. To, he plays it to a T, and to this day, it's the scared voice inside me whenever yeah, I want to cower it out. Now, next we're going to go to, and there's a couple great roles coming up, but uh, do you want to, well, let's go Indian Summer next. I want to spend the most time on that one, dude. Indian Summer is a gem no one watched. It's a 90s Too gem. bad. Me and Ernesto are famous for loving the buddy movies with the kids. Mm-hmm. This is a buddy kid movie when the kids are our age. They're 35. Yeah, they're our age. They, they get together 20 years after their glory days of camp. And they used to go every summer for eight weeks. They were going I to can't the, believe it for dude, eight weeks at camp. One week a year for me when we were and growing up. it was up. memorable and, and it, awesome. it was amazing. Uh, I got lucky because when I was in high school, not only did I get the church camp, I got the band camp. You had the So I had two weeks of awesomeness. Of amazingness, dude. People. Friends ranks. to this day. Exactly. Great friends to this day. Dude, I just hung out with, uh, with Steve Morgan Friday night. We went, or uh, uh, last Saturday night, we went and seen my friend Kristen, Kristen Kornowski's uh, cover band, 90s cover band called Smells Like Flannel. We've seen so many people from band there. It's Because awesome. she was two years older, was in band, and now she's singing for this awesome cover band and it was just like i've known these people 20 like almost 20 years right it's insane this movie those camps th- this movie touches on the, those those relationships stay forever dude thing about camp life is that uh first of all camp life is awesome my kids are gonna go to camp when they get older but um this movie has a lot of heart and soul it's not just like a movie put out to make money because it turns out the director of this film went to this camp every summer Loved it so much when I like wanted to take his his memories and give it like a voice, give it help share his love of camp to the world. Why did Raimi play Stick? It, it was so it was, Sam Raimi, the director of the Spider-Man trilogy, the director of Evil Dead. This director was made huge from money. Michigan, right? From Michigan. Okay. Sam Raimi used to go up to Canada for camps. And when he heard his boy was doing this movie, he's like, listen, I'll be in your movie. And he, Sam Raimi plays he owns the it. comic relief. He is the goofy, not slow, but on his way there. <laughs> like, like uh, just the, you know, the, the, the head of the camp's like right hand. He's literally doing, he does like a lot of like physical comedy, and like dude, slapstick. When, when the stinking bags start going in the water. It's the funniest I'm scene. like, are you kidding me? He just falls in the water. There's a scene. He does it for real. He's trying to run the rope and the, and the, and the rope goes deep. It's it not ends. a rope. And he just, <laughs> dude, he hit hard. Dude, bro. I'm like, wow, he, he committed to that. Hopefully scene. that was a one taker, bro. Oh, I'm I telling you, that he got jacked. The dude. best was when he's like, what's Kevin Pollock's na- uh, name in that movie? Kevin, I don't know, Kevin Pollock or something. Yeah, whatever, Kevin Pollock. He's like, hey, uh, this is my brother's suit. I can't get it wet, eh? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't swim with this thing. So Indian Summer He's smelling her hair Looking at the boyfriend <laughs> Dude That's Sam Raimi owned this movie dude, Sam dude. Raimi was great He was giving him tips on boxing Dude That was so funny But Indian Summer is going to camp And everyone has problems Coming back to camp And Alan Arkin plays the Uncle Lou Uncle Lou He's everybody's uncle that was like my Mr. Spry, dude. It's exactly. like everybody has that one guy at the camp that runs the show, man. And you love him. Because you oh. know what every kid needs? Even, even kids with good parents still need good parental figures. Yeah. Older adults they can trust and like believe and look up to. And if you don't have good <clears throat> parents, that's even more important. And 
like a Mr. Spry for you. Dude, Mr. Spry saved my life, dude. I didn't know what I wanted. I was just going through the motions. And when I found, and I, I started playing drums in eighth grade. And I'm going to tell you, I was here to watch this. Dude, I, I never saw I used anything. to make fun of kids in band. I mean, like Steve and uh, all my friends that were in the band, I would be like, oh, band's so lame. you know. Me. And then... Um, I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sweet drummer until I decided to go out for the drum line in ninth grade and realized, wow, like you have to be really good to be in the, and then, then I started like opening my eyes to things. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of people talk trash about people that are in the band, you know, especially like jocks and everything. But dude, in my marching band, in, in the Mott, Waterford Mott marching band, there was guys in that band that would have just destroyed the baddest dudes on the football well, dude, team. Dude, the band at Waterford Mott held a lot of power. Well, that was back when it was like an amazing marching you band. Guys went to, you guys fought for dude, like we titles. went to state finals at the Silver Dome. Like we, dude, when we used to play Kettering, the football game uh, team, when we used to play at Kettering, no parents would leave the stands because they wanted to watch our, because we did the halftime show. And no parents would leave the stands because Mr. Spry was the baddest band teacher Ever, we used to go on band trips, Montreal, like all the, all these awesome places, and I'm talking friendships for life. And, and camp, to this day, ooh. you've been in bands, and you like like literally this morning you play drums for our church, dude, and you like you lead you, you're the leader of the band as you just you your your drums do they bring joy to people's life? Like literally, little kids come in from the the smaller they, well, the and parents, they come watch the parents go get the kids and, and bring them to bring watch them. you drum. It's awesome. I, I got I got buddies and their kids call me Uncle Tony. It's uh, dude, I'm gonna end up being an old Uncle Lou one day. I dude. love Dang. it. But in the movie of all the different people coming back, you got two uh, cousins that being business owners. You got a single girl. You got the, are the cousins from Detroit? Are that the ones that are from Detroit? I think Lou's from Detroit. Well, it starts out in Detroit. I think you're right. The cousins are from Detroit too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you got the one guy come back. He was the coolest guy in the world, and his wife he married from camp. But but he but him and the other girl were the sweethearts at camp. Right, there's a girl. His wife even said I was jealous of her because I always wanted to be the one out here saying goodnight to you. And the line you say when you you say well, you're the one I chose. You don't just go to do it afterwards. But everyone's problems coming right. And there's a oh, story. Oh, they come out like a mug, dude. There's a story of a guy. You're so in too, man. Who was asked to go home, sent home early from the camp. coolest kid at camp. And the thing is, that happens sometimes. Kids getting sent. And that was a big deal when a kid got sent home from camp. <sighs> they couldn't believe he came. This kid came. And uh, stinking, the, the kid who comes back to camp is um, Bill Paxton. And, dude, I'll tell you what. When you start getting into why and all the reasons. And, like, he, he was... Um, First of all, he looks great in this movie. Oh my his goodness! Hair, he's he's that '90s almost mullet, but, but it's great. But it's, but it's just long enough where it looks cool. It's not a. Mullet. It's not business in the front. It's a little too long to be business. Yes, but the party's still in the back. Dude, it's a, and it's a. I want to be a part of this party. Dude, 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 he looks good in this movie. <laughs> he's Pat, a hippie from California. That yes, works at he an art is. gallery, dude. dude this is he said it's like an excuse to hang out with the you know and see the, listen to the Grateful Dead all day, like. He's his his clothes are awesome. Dude, he's wears great. the ponchos. Like, and he's come back to make amends. Cause and what I didn't uh, realize the first time I seen it, I didn't realize Diane Lane's husband died, and it was Paxton's best friend from camp. Dude, it's sad. Cause dude. he was like, I should have been there, and I'm like, why? 
because his best friend. Bruce's boy, dude. Dude, it, it's it's a great human story, and dude. Man. One of the funniest things about Pax that I love is when they do pranks because the way they giggle He's together. So, that's how it is. When you that's do how pranks. we are, dude. Dude, how many pranks, dude? Pranking oh. is, is it's such a part of life, dude. dude. I'll tell you what, though, man. The, the difference between pranks at church camp and at band camp are unreal. Oh, Tony, bro. I can't imagine what you guys oh, did out there. Oh my goodness, dude. I had too many firsts at band camp. I'll just put it this way. I used to smoke black and mild. We were wild, bro. Oh, I can't even imagine, I, I, dude. dude. I, I, that's when Sansix took me under their wing, bro. Oh, my, my cabin God. was nuts, dude. I, dude, it was crazy, bro. Dude, watch me and the, Jamel and Steve and Swansea and Matt Clark and Kelly and the Sands watching and, oh. the pranks, dude. I was like, I'm watching it with my wife, and we're just, I'm laughing. It's dude, the toothpaste and this thing. dude, dude, stinking. There's a part where he comes to the bathroom, and they're all brushing their teeth. They took all the TP out they of the bathroom. Don't oh, you guys take it out in shifts? <laughs> And they can't. They're just laughing. They're dying, dude. It's stupid, but you did it, dude. Oh, dude, you it's did so the pranks. funny. You feel awesome by yourself. Oh, I can't. Oh, man. I don't even know if I should tell this story. It, it might be too nasty. Okay, hold on. Don't tell it, dude. <laughs> Paxton, also the movie's good because the movie tells the stories about puberty. And as a young man having a father, it was helpful to us, dude. Dude. Like, there's a story they tell about the girl with braces kissing a guy. Oh, it, it cut his lip. Scared me, scared me of braces. And then uh, no guys went near the rest of the summer, dude. <laughs> dude, there's stories they tell about growing up. I'm like, man, I, it, it helped give me, like, a voice for my adolescence. I can't believe Paxton tells this story at the time. I can't believe he tells I always story. thought it was just him and the guys when he told it's it. It's all the girls. <laughs> it was no match for Ida Heinken, dude. That's the funniest, dude. I woke up my first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it means so. That's seen it. It's a. It's actually. It's a good date movie. Watch it with your girl. Oh, it's a cuddle up. It's uh, a cuddle it's, up. Oh man. They're, your girl get mad. Yell them TV when the guy's gonna cheat on his wife. You feel it happening. But there's oh. the movie has great turns. Uh, the power of camp, the power of a boxing ring. A lot of great lessons in this yeah, movie. Yeah, dude. Um, and Bill Paxton. Turns out he kicked out of camp because he he stood against Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke made did a, made a mistake. He said Uncle Lou used to preach to them about equality and how everybody's equal and you know and everybody deserves you know the same treatment. And there was a um, he had hired a camp counselor to come up and he met him at the bus station. And what he didn't realize is back then it was all over the phone, touchstone phone. Yep. Well, when the guy got off the bus, he was a black guy. And Uncle Lou paid him first week's salary, him bought home. him a new, bu- bought him a bus ticket, and sent him home. And Paxton was like, "Dude, you can't preach this stuff to us, and then do something like that." So he stole his nineteen what forty six all state box Michigan MSU. University oh, U of M U of M dude boxing trophy, dude. The movie has some real beats to it, dude. And he and he buried it. And couldn't find it. Oh, and then he couldn't find it. And how about when he finally returned it and that spot in the trophy case was, was still, still open for still it. Waiting and for it just fit in there perfect next to the news clippings, dude. It's a powerful movie. Dude, play. I, watch it again. I love the whole film. Dude. Watch it because the ending will make you cry, man. Oh. It's so good. So move Indian Summer. We're going to go to... Twist up. It's probably his biggest financial Do you hit. remember when we were in high school, me, you, and Eric Delorenzo went to the movies to see it? I do remember this. We've seen it in the movies. And I remember, I was like, this movie is fantastic. Like, it was awesome. 
I, dude, that was a movie to watch in the movies. Yes, it was. And there was one scene where could you imagine if you were watching the drive-in? No way. Could you imagine if you were watching it in the drive-in and a tornado really hit? Oh, dude, yeah. forget about it. But um, Twister is a classic action movie, adventure film. Uh, Bill Paxton plays. <laughs> Too bad. Paxton's amazing. But Philip Seymour is the man in this movie. It's, okay, it's not the first Philip Seymour movie I've ever had. Philip died too, didn't he? Yeah, man. We got my dude to tribute to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Too bad. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start with him, dude. No, but I know we'll end our with first MI3. movie. I know our first movie. We saw him in though. First movie we seen Philip. Yep. Boogie Nights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scent of a woman. <gasps> he was such a turd in that movie. He's young though. He's so he's a young. College age. He's like a like probably early twenties in that movie. He's easy. Punk, dude. In his daddy's rich dude, daddy's dude. pocket. But Twister, he is so awesome. He is that role man. for him is the stinking Jack Black role in High Fidelity. It's the same level yeah, of dude, he it connects is, so oh well. Oh my goodness, dude. But Twister, Tornado, you have uh, Paxton dating a girl. <coughs> How used to maybe heard Helen Hunt coming inside his divorce papers and ends up chasing storms with his with Helen. Well, Hunt. the thing is, he was a storm chaser, and they were had this wild ride for some. Whatever reason. They, they don't got, tell you. They don't, yeah, tell they don't, you the they don't give you the specifics, but they get divorced. He ends up moving to some uh, upscale like city, and he's going to be a weatherman. And settle down. So he's, he was going to settle thing, down with a, what, was, what is she, like psychologist. a Psychologist. Oh, she's a psychologist. That's right. What's crazy is, and the, only thing that, the, movie, like, the movie doesn't work, or it doesn't work relationship-wise because he doesn't tell her what's really inside of him. He tries to pretend he's all civil and buttoned down, but deep down, there's a part where he goes to beat up Carrie Elwes. El- El- yeah. He goes there, he's like, you crazy? He's all yelling. And she comes over, she's like, what was that? He goes, nothing. Because she doesn't know he has that crazy man in him. And you can't be a liar to your girl. Yeah. You can't pretend you're something you're not. And that, that's why it doesn't work. That's why Helen Hunt's his girl all the way in. But uh, Twister's a good little movie. Um, little movie. That movie was amazing. It was huge. Uh, but it's not a master class of acting. It's just a good movie. It's just a good movie. He happens to be Solid, in it. Solid, yeah. This next movie is a performance toward the force. It's true lies, and the role is the role of Simon. Dude, when you first hear about Simon, you're like, what is this, a stinking spy? Is this Right. Like, what is she doing? Because you read the... You read the um, the transcript of her, her cell phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember Tom Arnold? He goes, it's page 19. He goes, I don't know. He breaks the window and his head goes, oh, here's page 19 right there. <laughs> oh, that was so... <laughs> Dude, Arnold is amazing Dude, in this movie. And Tony, I, I, I was wrong. You were right. True Lies is a great film. It's going to last the test of time. Man, I how watched it again, not, dude. I can't believe it how good it is. Up it holds so up the whole like, way. It could come out right now and be amazing. It's better than half the movies I watch. For sure, dude. It's so good. Even when the, he's chasing that dude on the motorcycle when he's on the horse. It's so and, the ho- and then he looks at the horse. He's like, he's like all mad at the horse. He's like disappointed in the horse. <laughs> yeah. he's, talking, he's talking to him. Horse's head down all sad. Dude. The horse throws him off and he's like telling the horse to pull me up. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Dude. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. That was his first big role after Roseanne dumped him. Dude. And he was nothing because Roseanne made him. But, dude, that movie was him showing, I got the stuff. Too bad him and Arnold to this day are best friends. Dude, that role for him, he he brought some goodness to that movie. What kind of sick beat takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? (laughs) (laughs) But, But, dude, but the best part is they're, they're really spies. 
The release and, spies. And his wife, Jamie she's Lee Curtis. Their marriage well, Arnold, she thinks he's like a, a vacuum salesman or something. And he's, he plays it boring. He He's not even that thoughtful of a husband. He's kind of like doobie-doo. Yeah, he's just going through the motions. And some guy starts basically hollering at Jamie Lee Curtis. What, but this cow. is what he does. He finds bored married women. Yep. And he feeds them a bunch of lines. And it gets to one point where he's taking credit for things that Tom Arnold and Arnold did. You know that story? Yeah, he tells me. You hear that thing on he's the like, news? That was me. for our work. <laughs> Dude. Dude, when you meet him, he's the biggest slime ball I've ever seen. What does he say? What does he say? Is it, was it as bad as Grenada? Oh. Grenada. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> the, and, but the thing is, she's just a bored housewife. And this is and this is the most action she's ever had. And she even lies to her husband because of it. Oh, dude. I stopped by the office to take you to lunch today. And she makes up this whole lie. It's crazy. And the funny thing is, he's getting so mad about this lie, but his whole life is a lie. Exactly. That's what makes it funny, because true lies. Um, but dude. Dang, dude. Play on words, play. Dude, um, so Arnold goes out, to, out on a t- drive. Dude, I never even thought about that. It's true lies. Goes out with Paxton driving a Corvette, dude, and, and he just reveals his slime ball. He's a used car salesman, and dude. dude. He's, when he sees Arnold, he goes, one bone every minute. Dude, he's a, he's a dog. He is. he is a dog, dude. There's a problem with Jimmy Lee Curtis. He's trying to like, listen, on this mission, you got to pretend we're husband and wife, that we are intimate. So he starts trying to kiss her, and she won't. He's he said, he goes, that'll get me killed. He goes, he goes, for your country? Dude, he's such a dog, oh dude. Oh, my goodness. And then, dude, in the, the like, I don't know how they to convince Paxton to take this role. Because Paxton has to be a slime oh, ball. We got to go back to when he takes Arnold for the test drive. Dude. And he's telling Arnold about his, his moves. wife, dude. dude. Dude, he goes, you should see the girl I got right now. Dude, he's all laughing about Make it. Make you get on your knees and beg for buttermilk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her husband sucks. And Arnold's was like, oh, he sounds like a loser. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. So they blow up his trailer. I got to keep this PG, but I'm not going to tell you what he talks about with the vet. <laughs> It's so fun. Car was made for you. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Um, they, they go there. They break in there. They, take, like, they blow that trailer in half. Remember, they dropped oh, the trailer. Oh, oh, dude. And Patsy told her the trailer was like his his like, uh, his like safe house. It was his actual trailer. That's all he has, dude. His double white trailer. And uh, blows up. They take him. They take him to a dam. And they're going to kill him. And he's like, I didn't see your face. I'm not a real spy. They take off his mask. He goes, oh, you still just in that vet, dude. He's such a slime ball, dude. And then, was, yeah, he's like, I didn't see your face. They take the mask. Like, no, don't show me your face. <laughs> he's sniveling and crying. And it, it's just like back to the Hudson, but extremely worse. Extremely. He's like, what does he say? I have to lie to score with ladies. And I don't even score that much. <laughs> he's like, he it's Dude, <laughs> and the best part is when he says it, Arnold's face, dude. You don't know what to say, dude. I got a little, it's pathetic. <laughs> it's so funny. Arnold and Tom, uh, Arnold and Tom Arnold, they're looking at each other like, are you kidding dude, me, dude? He pees himself, just pees, like, just urinates all over himself. He goes, see, I peed him. I'm going to spy do that. <laughs> dude, it's like, he's saying don't kill me because I'm nothing. And he proves he's nothing. Like, he's talking about how he's nothing. Like, dude. Dude. 
And then he's like, I'm going to turn my bag and you're going to kill me. And then Tyrone starts shooting his face. Get out of here. <laughs> so, dude, dude, I can't believe he took that role, dude. I can't believe dude. And he, he owned it. He literally was so good it almost stole the movie, dude. He was so funny, dude. Dude, and that line we say all the time. It's pathetic. Like, man, we uh, know we're talking about I mean, we don't say it, but. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, man, no. Nah. I was in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and also, literally, I can say to you that guys, that guy's a Bill Paxton loser, and you know what I mean. Wait, I mean, say, true man, lies. That's a, that's a that's a Simon from True Lies, dude. I'm like, and damn. Do you know we mean he's a piece of crap? But that, that that True Lies character is a great character. Um, and we got a couple more before we get to the next few. Let's go ahead and uh, do a little shout out right now before we end strongly. With his directorial debut. And uh, Tony wants to give a shout out to a film as well. Before we get to that, let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We want to ask you, this thing we do, this podcast is for you every week. I'm out here with no voice on my mouth, my mouth, my throat's broken out of its mind. We do it because we love movies. And we, honestly, we love doing this. It's, it's been great for us. We've uh, heard great feedback from people. But we want to ask you for a favor. Leave us a rating on whatever you happen to use to listen to this on. If you listen to iTunes Podcast Store, leave five-star review on the iTunes Podcast Store. It helps our podcast get in front of more people and, and, and seen and viewed by more people so they can see and be a part of this community. We have a five-star rating right now I want to read. This is from I Love Star Trek. He spelled track wrong. I don't know. It's probably, uh, it might be a runner or something. Maybe. I don't know. I subscribe to a ton of podcasts, and this one is by far my favorite. It's upbeat, it's fun and hilarious. The hosts and Esther Antonio are lovable and terrifying. Please don't hurt me. That's a good review. That's awesome. Now, I have here, listen to this. What is that? That is our, our first shipment of official Red Rum Theater swag. I told you we're going to make it, and we stinking made it. So listen, I love Star Trek. Send us your address on social media, either a Twitter message or Facebook direct message. Either one of those two, uh, at Red Rum Theater Twitter or Facebook.com slash Red Rum Theater. Either one of those. Send us your address, and we'll send you free Red Rum swag this week. And to everyone... Actually, you're going to get the first... Legit, the first swag so you can represent the community wherever you happen to go. So the rest of you guys, if you post a a review and we read it, and you'll get free swag too. So keep posting. We have more swag coming in the in the mail. Uh, this is the first shipment done. More shipments are coming. So five star reviews get you free stuff. So you scratch our back and we scratch yours. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, I still can't believe how amazing he was in that. It's, dude, I watch his scenes, dude, and I, I laugh the whole time because he, he's such a schwarm. He was, he was even awesome on Titanic with his big old pirate earring. Dude, dude he was, man. Now, we're not doing every movie. We're just doing our favorites. Now, we're just, yeah, we're just doing one of the ones that we grew up with. So, Tony, go ahead and do your uh, honorable mention you want to do right now. Okay, honorable mention. I love the uh, Broken Lizard dudes, the Super Trooper guys. They did a movie called Club Dread. Paxton is... Like the kind of like the celebrity on the island in this movie, he is like the poor man's Jimmy Buffett, it's and he never made it. And his name's um, Coconut Pete. 
and he and his big song is Pina Colada Berg. And it is so funny. He's this long-haired, like just surfer hippie dude that plays guitar, and he is awesome in that movie. Dumb movie, but if you love the Super Trooper guys, you'll love it. It's really funny. And Paxton's classic Paxton. He's you know getting drunk, being hilarious. He's so funny. Pina Colada Berg, dude. Our next move we're gonna do is his directorial directorial debut, starring Matthew McConaughey. Man. It's a little movie called Frailty. Now, this movie, you want to watch it. We're not, not going to spoil this one because this one is worth watching on your own. I'll give you a few pieces of this movie, though. You're not a demon, are you? Dude, Frailty is about a dad by Bill, Bill Paxton. And Paxton wakes his sons up one night. And it, it's a scary story. It's stu- crazy, man. He's like, wake up. He goes, guys, God spoke to me. And God told me our family had a purpose that I'm going to be a hunter of demons. And he prays with his sons for him at the dead. And they they, they hope that's going to go away. They hope. They think he's just like. Had a bad yeah, dream. Yeah, just crazy. But it starts going from there. And the movie is this dark horror movie. And it starts spinning from that moment on, dude. And McConaughey plays the older son telling the story, like looking back on his life. And this movie, dude, has some twists and turns. There's some darkness. There's some really like uncomfortable scenes in this film. It's not like I didn't realize Paxton directed it. He directed this his movie, dude. This movie is awesome. And uh there's I mean it's you don't even know what what's going on some of the time. It's so good. This movie messed me up, but McConaughey's brilliant in it. Awesome. And Paxton plays like you believe him all the way to the end that he's all in for this movie. And role. the weirdest part is you start seeing things happening and you're like what did God really go to? Like, it's what the heck? Sometimes, it's dude. Crazy, man. But frailty, like Bill Paxton, his dad, like the, 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 as a dad, dad Meeks, man, his sincerity, like I can almost like, it's, I watch, listen to him talk. I'm like, I believe you believe what you're saying, but you're freaking crazy. Yeah, it's a hard movie. It's really, really good though. There are some hard scenes, man. There's some like, there's a lot of scenes. I'm like, I can't watch this movie. There's some, I, want, I had a buddy's mind watching. Like, I can't finish this. Um, <sighs> and and the, you want to talk about a twist, bro? Oh, the man. ending goes somewhere. You're like, I cannot Jeez. believe this. Now, our last movie we want to mention for for uh, Paxton is Edge of Tomorrow. What a fantastic surprise role. We were in Pleasanton, Texas, visiting his grandma's oh, 75th. Yep. Having a big 75th party, and we went Down in, in Texas, July. Yep. Hot as a mug, 105 dude. degrees every day. Hot as a mug. And our favorite theater, childhood theater, in this tiny town called Pleasanton, Texas. It's called the Plus Tex. Love it. Was there like four theaters in there? Might be two. I think it's two on each side. Oh, they're two on each side? Okay. Well... Edge of Tomorrow was playing there, and like, if you're in t- and you're if you're in Pleasanton for more than like five days, you run out of things to do. Oh, dude, it's a small town. So we were like, you know what, old times' sake, let's go to the Plastex. And the Plastex made this mistake years ago, <laughs> much like pizza places used to do with thirty minutes or less, <laughs> yes. and it's free. These fools decided, <laughs> okay, if you get the large combo, you, it, unlimited refills. And man, we would get a bucket 
And me, me and you would just, Number one One bucket would be gone Before the previous were done It's crazy <laughs> We go back And we get like six buckets I remember one time I came out there And the lady's like um, you're, It's just been too much I'm like Hey Unlimited I mean free repos I'm about to call channel two well, I know you ain't from America <laughs> Like But we went and seen this movie And I, I mean First busted, of all Worst, shares, worst like, ending Or worst title ever for a movie Terrible title like, I'm like, this movie sounds stupid. Well, you, well, you have no idea what it's going to be. No, Edge of Tomorrow sounds like a stupid movie. It sounds like a James Bond movie. But we do. We always give Cruz a benefit of the doubt. We always give Cruz a chance. So we go, didn't even know what the movie was. Nope. And lo and behold, as he does, Paxton stole the whole movie. Dude. Paxton is so good. First of all, he reminds me of one of my buddy's dads, dude. Paxton reminds me of, of Jared Harmon's father, Joe. Really? Big time. I can see that. Old Marine dude. Hilarious. Str- strong. One-liners for dude. days, dude. dude. Paxton. So the movie, basically, if you've not seen this. That is so funny that you say that. <clears throat> it's, it's The movie is Groundhog's Day science fiction style. Oh, it totally is, dude. You got you've not, people. Most people miss this movie. First time I've ever seen Emily Blunt. She was awesome. Dude, she's a killer. And if you like her, watch Sicario. It's amazing. Did you see it yet? I've not seen Benicio. it. It's on Netflix, isn't it right now? If it is, I'm watching it tonight. <sighs> but um, Edge of Tomorrow, Paxton gets a chance to redo the same day. And his his comic timing, his accent, his character is it's flawless. The way that he just talks Even the down way he walks. Oh, the way he the confidence. Oh, dude. His coffee. Dude, the that b- smile he has, that grin. Dude, when, when, uh, okay, here's the thing. The reason it's like Groundhog's Day is because Tom Cruise, he dies every day. And, we, and then he wakes up and it's the, he's got to repeat the day. And, um, so he dies all these goofy ways. <laughs> There's this one time where he, like, tries to roll under this Jeep and he gets, like, smashed in Paxton's face. Dude, it's so <laughs> funny. He's like, dummy. Like, his face is just all. <laughs> So, Paxton, <coughs> we, we miss you, dude. What was his name? Uh, Master Sergeant Pharrell or something? Yep. He was we, so funny. We've loved Paxton. We've enjoyed his work. Man, we've not seen every movie he's ever made. peace. He's got a bunch of other 80s ones. I was looking up some stuff that I'm going to check he's out. He's got a new one just came out. Like he was like, well, he back. had a TV show too. Training Big Day, Love, Big Love, yeah, Training Day, the Hatfields yeah. and McCoys. He's yeah, got a lot of stuff that's on Netflix right now. Yep. Um, so we're gonna, so this is a special thing we did just because. Paxton passed away. So what we're going to do in, in the future, if we have one of our favorite actors pass away, and what's crazy is we're getting older, it's going to happen more. Well, you know what, dude? We're going to do Philip Seymour. I think we should Because there's some, like, masterpieces. We love Even him. though Philip Seymour, most of them are going to be 2000. You know, uh, but, I mean, we generally love to do 80s and 90s because we grew up with it, but that doesn't mean that we can't see a movie within the last 10, 15 years that didn't just make a huge impact on us Legit. in one way or another. Legit. I mean, I'm 35 years old. I'm, I feel, dude, I feel like dude, I'm 15 sometimes. The movie Crash, it, oh it, it hit me like a, it, he's not in that. I'm just saying movies like that oh, come yeah, in your life yeah. later on and still. Or end of watch, dude. They, uh, they knock you for a loop, dude. Well, listen, as we bring this to a close, I want to remind you next week, Begins the month of April, and April's a special month for us. Two weeks? No, it's it's twenty sixth next week. Oh dang, Gina! Oh, so next stinking Friday or next Sunday begins the month. I thought you were going on vacation. Well, I will deal with it. We'll take care. I got an idea. Got a plan. Okay, sweet. Next month begins the month 
of the sways. This is so exciting. I am mostly excited because every week I get to get on iTunes and rent a Patrick Swayze movie and, and not feel bad about it <laughs> and just sit and, and oh, first, first movie, Next of Kin. I cannot wait. I think I'm buying it. I'm buying it for sure. Dude. Next of Kin. Then I, Alex, I hope you watched it. So next of kin, then Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Too bad Sam Elliott is equal parts amazing in that. Then we got to do Ghost. Ghost. And then? And then we're going to close the month with the baddest Swayze movie ever, Point Break. I know you thought it was going to be Donnie Darko, which I just heard. Re-releasing the theaters. Next weekend. Yep. I kind of want to go. I'll be far away, but... Oh, dang, Gina. Okay, but honorable mention on Sways is his Darko. role in Donnie Darko with the horse neigh and all is awesome. So um, be ready for next month. It's going to be the month of the Sways. It's going to be great. It's going to be incredibly part of. So with that said, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. They call me the mayor. Cause I spend all my days here You would too If you knew what I know I drop a little tree Suck straight from the coconut's tea When it's just right It makes your short ears grow Got a hole in my straw hat Two tires on my Jeep flat Maybe today I'll stay out of the sun. <laughs>